powering your car with a lobster. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Another wake-up call is sounding. Will the world continue sleepwalking? That's the warning of UN Secretary Antonio Guterres, who said, Today it's Pakistan, but tomorrow it could be your country. Pakistan has suffered devastating flooding, with one-third of the country underwater. Over 1,200 people have died, and more than one million homes are gone. Along parts of the country's largest river, the Indus, plains areas have been turned into seas after some districts received five times the average rainfall during July and August. The links to climate change are apparent. A warmer atmosphere and rising sea temperatures lead to more evaporation. Because the air holds more water, it can result in the intense monsoons that Pakistan has suffered. Making matters worse, Pakistan has 7,000 glaciers, the most outside polar regions, and recent extreme heat caused lakes to form, which then burst. The World Health Organization warns that the crisis is aggravating malnutrition and causing outbreaks of malaria, diarrhea, polio, and other diseases. The current emergency in Jackson, Mississippi, the state's capital, where tens of thousands have been without clean water, shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Residents of the city and local officials have been warning of the problem for years. People in Jackson, which is over 80% black, lack water for drinking, cooking, bathing, and flushing toilets after flooding from heavy rains exacerbated problems at already struggling water plants. Because of the crisis, schools switched to virtual classes, and for now, the National Guard has been deployed to distribution sites where long lines of cars wait to pick up plastic water bottles, many of which are ending up on streets or going to landfills. A student at Jackson State University told NBC that he was hospitalized after showering and a doctor had told him he'd been exposed to bacteria. One resident told the Washington Post that he hadn't had running water for about a year and a half. Customers still have to keep paying their bills even though they can't use the water. The city has old and leaking pipes, malfunctions at treatment plants, and not enough money to fix them. Residents and activists accuse Mississippi's Republican-controlled and largely white legislature of repeatedly thwarting efforts to upgrade Jackson's sewer and water systems. The legislature has passed a bill that would fund nearly $500 million for infrastructure, short of the $2 billion the city needs, but it requires Jackson to come up with matching dollars when it only has about 5%. Once water pressure is restored to Jackson, there are worries the aging and brittle pipes will burst. The world is transitioning to a greener future as more renewable energy sources like wind and solar come online and demand for electric vehicles increases. Unfortunately, much clean tech relies on batteries that currently are not sustainably sourced and can't be recycled, which is the case for lithium mining that can have a significant environmental and social cost. But a sustainable solution could be at your favorite seafood restaurant. Researchers at the University of Maryland are using a fiber called chitosan from lobsters, shrimp, and crab shell waste as an electrolyte in a zinc-based rechargeable battery. Electrolytes are liquids or gels that move charged molecules or ions between the positive and negative sides of a battery. A chitosan electrolyte biodegrades in months and leaves behind the metal component, in this case zinc, 
which can be easily recycled. The study's authors said that after 400 hours, their prototype remained energy efficient. So one day, shrimp could help store energy from wind and solar, or a lobster shell could run your car. And finally, staples like corn, wheat, and rice have sustained people for centuries, but global warming is putting those crops at risk as rising temperatures, extreme weather events, and droughts affect yields. There is, however, a climate-proof food that might be arriving on your dinner plate and perhaps one you've never heard of, breadfruit. Sometimes called a tree potato for its starchy consistency, Breadfruit can be as big as a melon and are native to the South Pacific, where for thousands of years they've been steamed, fried, roasted, and even made into flour. They're a good source of protein, fiber, vitamins, and minerals. The trees can withstand heat and drought and don't require much maintenance. Also, unlike crops that need to be replanted every year, breadfruit trees hum along, sequestering carbon over their lifetime. Given these superpowers, researchers at Northwestern University wanted to know, would climate change eventually come for the breadfruit tree? Probably not. The trees are resilient. The teams modeled two potential climate scenarios for the future and found that suitable areas for growing breadfruit would decrease by only around 4%. And they also found that new growing areas might open up, particularly in sub-Saharan Africa, which could supply a stable food source for that region. Breadfruit trees provide more than food security. They can improve soils and watersheds and give shelter to bees, birds, and bats. Between the crab-based batteries and breadfruit, it sounds like sustainability is on the menu. That's it for this week in water. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.